Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to the Nickish Podcast. This is episode number 23. It's June 30th and free agency will start at 6 p.m. today, so that's about 8 hours from now. So just to break things down with us, Nafi and I brought in a special guest. Uh, with us today is Scooch from Empire Sports Media. Uh, Scooch, welcome to the show, man. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. No doubt. Uh, thanks for uh, coming on. Um I know it's a busy time this time of year, but uh, we wanted to kind of get a, a third voice um, to weigh in on all the f- uh, free agency chaos and happenings. Uh, I'm sure you've been following along on Twitter. You know, we're we're, we're both uh, both our like sites are on there, like active, so we we know what's going on. Nick's Twitter it was kind of chaotic yesterday uh, because of a bombshell oh, drop, yeah, right? <laughs> but uh, let's see. That was ridiculous. Yeah. So first off, let's let's hear a little bit about Empire Sports Media because Empire Sports Media right now is one of the up and coming. Uh, media websites and and they're who's actively you know producing articles and uh, tweeting a lot about variety of New York sports uh, today uh, particularly the Giants Jets Yankees Mets and and the Knicks which is particularly what you're working on uh, so tell us a little bit about Empire and you know your role with it and a little bit about your your fanhood with the Knicks yeah man so Empire Sports Media um, we are we're making a lot of waves, you know, we have a lot of good content coming out. With the, we're mainly working with the giants. Um, I, uh, I had the Knicks department we have a lot of good Mets content, Jets, um, a lot of, a lot of good Yankee content too. So we're, we're really deep in the article games right now. Um, we also are a podcast in the works. So that's going to be coming soon. Um, but right now we're just crushing a bunch of articles, you know, got a lot, a lot of good content opinions, and yeah, that's pretty much what Empire Sports Media is doing doing currently. And then with my fanhood for the Knicks has been ever since I was born, man. I mean, I was thrown into the fire as a little kid, and you know, it's been a it's been an up and down roller coaster for for us as a Knicks fans, as you guys could uh, mostly down though, agree with. you know. <laughs> yeah, just like a big, just just a big down downhill roller coaster because <laughs> you know it's been it's it's been rough for us man big but ass hopefully, drop that's what it is <laughs> yeah, yeah big ass tonight, drop you know there's some noise <laughs> hopefully there's some noise tonight but you know who knows what's gonna happen man yeah definitely uh not fan re up on your articles all the time you and uh alex wilson man you guys are writing some great stuff so kudos to both of you guys uh especially with the knicks content which is what we're particularly interested in so uh you know great job Thanks, man. I appreciate it. So back to the back to the big Woj bomb. So what? Uh, not Nafi. What was the uh, particular tweet you were talking about? So I mean, um, well, the, when it was, yeah, go ahead, Alex. Or yeah, not, yeah. Scooch. Scooch, my bad. It was, uh, <laughs> it was, it. Yeah, sorry, sorry to jump in there. I was so excited when when, when I saw that tweet. I have I have numerous buddies text me. They're like, oh my god. KD and Kawhi are talking about possibly coming to the Knicks, and, and and I was golfing at the time, and it, 
in a tournament and I was, I stopped everything. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm good on this hold. I'm not going to play <laughs> because I think there's going to be some noise. I think there's going to be some noise for the Knicks tomorrow. And then you guys told me in a, in a little pre-show meeting, we're like, yeah, don't look anything into it. And I was like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> So, yeah, basically on a tweet, Woj is just like, hey, hey, everybody, hey, uh, NBA Universe, Kawhi and KD are ready to play with each other. But, you know, maybe even like 10 minutes later, he goes on a show and was just like, hey, psych, guys, fake news. Uh, don't read into it. I'm yeah. just kind of just made a post that they're, they're playing together, even though they're probably not. Uh, it was kind of a bullshit tweet that, that Woj did. It really kind of discredits him a little bit. As great as he's been over the years. This was this was pretty hard for Knicks fans, especially, and even Clippers fans. Yeah, yeah, super hard, man. I couldn't believe that. Yeah, he couldn't even just like give us the day to kind of savor that news, you know, just before today, kind of all the chaos really happens officially. He kind of just like gave us maybe like a couple hours, if that, before he went on Sports Center and just dumped water, cold water all over our faces, you know, like. He couldn't even let us dare to dream, you know? It's tough. <laughs> I mean, we've been dreaming for years, man, and it doesn't seem like it's working out for us too well. Yep, so, so many different reports, so many different guys from all these places are giving us mixed reports. Some of them are saying that KD is going to make his decision tonight. Some are saying they're going to make his decision in two weeks, three weeks. Uh, he's taking his time. Uh, Kyrie might or might not go to the Brooklyn Nets. So, Let's let's start off with Kyrie because yesterday there was a report that Kyrie Irving essentially borderline agreed to a deal with the Brooklyn Nets. None of the teams mentioned it or confirmed it. They're not really allowed to until free agency officially begins, but reporters have mentioned it. So what do you think? Do you think it's actually going to happen, or are you still a little uh, cynical or kind of hesitant about about the Kyrie to the Brooklyn Nets deal? What do you think? Man, I I think it's gonna happen, but like, why would you want to go to the Nets? I mean, I I posted a tweet the other day that got like a lot of backlash, especially from Nets fans. <laughs> Just like, why would you want to go? Why why do you want to go to the Nets? What's the appeal? I understand <laughs> that they have a good young, good young up and coming roster, and they're and apparently their management is really good. Okay, cool. And I guess you have a good medical staff, but. When people think about New York, they think about the Knicks. They don't think about the Nets. I'm sorry. A lot of people probably don't like that. A lot of Nets fans are probably will come after me again, but whatever. But why would you want to go to the Nets? I mean, they're still not going to be one of the top teams in the in the East. So I really, in my, just my personal opinion, I don't see the appeal to the Nets. When you, again, when you think of New York, you think of the Knicks. Right. And, um... I think the biggest thing is just Kyrie, what he's shown us for the last maybe years, not even maybe the last two years. He's a weird dude, so he might just be the biggest <laughs> hipster in the NBA, so why not go to the Pipster Central, make Brooklyn his home, you know? I mean, that's, that's, the, way I'll, that's the only way I can rationalize it, because otherwise I'm on the same boat as you. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Now, the interesting is the thing is that now, it's, it's particularly Nets fans who are saying this, but now they're kind of calling a shift to the normal state that New York belongs to the Knicks because Kyrie Irving, you know, apparently so far to what we know today had had the opportunity to join the New York Knicks and there's a mutual interest there, but now he kind of spurned the Knicks and with his own free will is going to go to the Brooklyn Nets. So, you know, people are saying things like, oh, 
the Nets have have changed things that this isn't really New York's hometown. So we're kind of low. We're, we're not like shook by that, but also it is something to keep in mind, maybe. Yeah, I, I mean, know. I guess that the, like me and Mo had some disagreement about this last night a little bit, but uh, I guess are you on? Do you do you lend any uh credibility to that kind of assertion that like Kyrie going to Brooklyn allegedly, which isn't official yet, but if he does go to Brooklyn, does that does that mean uh the Nets are sh- you know shifting the tides toward uh it becoming a Brooklyn town and not a a Knicks town, or do you think it's all just bullshit? I mean, I I think that's bullshit. I mean, I think it's always going to be a next town. <laughs> I mean, that's just that's just the simple the simple answer. It's always going to be a next town. Um, I mean, again, when people think of New York, they think of the Knicks. It's always going to be a next town. And why? I mean, the Nets had the lowest attendance rating, and people don't. This is true. People say that's the only argument. People say that's the only argument that the Knicks have. We both have good young cores, but they have a very bad attendance rating. The Knicks, the Knicks are the worst team in the NBA, and they were they were still selling out games. Now, so, I you, mean, don't, you don't think Kyrie Irving might change that a little bit if he does? If he were to join Kyrie, Kyrie's he he's kind of box office. Those handles, those shots, kind of playing devil's advocate here. He is he is a very clutch player, and at his best, he's a top ten player in the NBA. And uh, Scooch, you're gonna have to excuse yeah, my partner. He, he <laughs> likes to play a devil's advocate a little too much uh, for a Knicks fan. So, but. Uh, <laughs> I'm on the same page. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I understand that. I could see it. I mean, tickets, tickets, and all the attendance will go up once Kyrie comes. But I mean, come on, it's the Knicks and the Nets. I mean, just <laughs> it's simple in my mind. And maybe that's a super biased take, just because I'm a Knicks fan. But I mean, it seems just like, come on, man. No, the, the numbers, the numbers or, show it. No, the numbers show it. Worst team in the NBA, they'll still sell out every game. They've done it twice the last, you know, three like four out of four years that they've had the worst record in the NBA. So Yeah, did you see did you see how the crowd was reacting when we won our sixteenth game last season? That was electric. <laughs> could, 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 could you imagine if we were in the playoffs? Oh my god. Oh man. Uh did you get a chance to see the Knicks in the nineties? Like when they were really Oh yeah. Yeah? You remember those games clearly? I do, I do. I remember I was sitting in my basement when we got swept by the by the Spurs in '99. I think I was I was only like like eight years old. We just got crushed, <laughs> but it was a it but it, it it was a it was a great run. That that Allen Houston shot was like when I first became a diehard Knicks fan against the Heat. So iconic shot, iconic moment, and just it just shows you like. I mean, if we're talking about in the hierarchy of, like, NBA legends, you know, most to most NBA fans, Allen Houston probably wouldn't rank that high, but just just off the moments he's had with us alone, you know, like, the loyalty we showed Allen Houston, I feel like that should be enough to guys like Kyrie, like, hey, if you're an actual super-duper star, you come here, and if you win, you're a legend, you know? But yeah. I guess he thought differently. Yeah. It is Kyrie, I mean, Kyrie I mean, Irving I- still thinks, so. you know, the world is flat, so. Allegedly. Alleged. Allegedly, yes, <laughs> yes. But it's weird because when he when he yeah, when you see him talk on some press conferences, he seems like a super chill guy. But you know, maybe not, like not much. He's just extremely fucking hipster. He's gonna go against the norm. I mean, maybe maybe he was smoking some weird stuff because huh. the earth, there's there there is evidence that the Earth is not flat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, us letting go of Phil might have actually shot us in the foot here. You know, I feel like him and Kyrie would have hit it off just to pass around some peyote. You know, some magic mushrooms. <laughs> 
Phil should have stayed. Yeah, missed Kyrie. opportunity. Hot take right there. But before my uh, my rude partner here, Mo, yeah. jumps in, I'm just playing. But um, I did, um, when me and Mo going back and forth, we kind of like touched on, uh, I don't know if you're, uh, you had followed, but there's a report that uh, the Knicks um, internally actually prioritize, you know, KD and Kawhi over a KD and Kyrie pairing. So do you think that um, Kyrie kind of pivoted to Brooklyn, you know, after a whole season of being tied to the Knicks because he got win that, you know, the, the us, the Knicks, aren't really uh, prioritizing him as much as uh, it's perceived? Or do you think this is just Kyrie being a hipster? Because, you know, we've been cracking our jokes. But, I mean, maybe he just found out we're not feeling him like he wanted to feel us. I mean, I think that Kyrie is just a weird dude. I mean, why he was going to be the starting point guard when he when he comes to to the to the Knicks. They were going to prioritize around him. However, why would you want to go to Brooklyn when they have one of the best new up and coming point guards in D'Angelo Russell? Obviously, he took a gigantic leap forward last year. So, I always thought that they wouldn't mesh. So, it was like he had to have some conversations that the Nets were like, be like, well, we're going to prioritize around you and we're mm-hmm. not going to do with, with a D'Lo as much. I mean, I thought the Nets were better with D'Lo and then I think Kyrie's going to go in there and I, I think it's not going to be a good fit. I think he's going to be just super, super weird about it come towards the end of the season when they're not doing well, just like he did last season in, um, the, in, Boston. in uh, Boston. Absolutely. And it's, yeah. it's strange that he figured that he'll join a team that had a very strong core in, in Boston that made it almost made it to the NBA Finals. They were a few points away from it, and they just missed it because of LeBron went Thanos mode. But um, he, uh, <laughs> it's it's weird how he's just going to go straight to, to Brooklyn, which was a bottom seed. Not bottom seed, but they just scratched the playoffs, and they, they were an overall good team. But when it comes to Brad Stevens and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, like they, they're way better than Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie, that piece of shit, and, uh, you know, those guys. <laughs> Yeah, and, and first off, before we keep on going, what's up with what's up with Dinwiddie always coming at Knicks? Like, I I did like him because he had a sweet ass name, right? But now <laughs> he's always coming at Knicks. Uh, like, come on, man! I did like you. Right, I was a fan too. I think it's just um he he got to Brooklyn and uh, like that inferiority complex that plagues Nets fans just kind of leaked onto him. You know, it's an infectious disease out there. So. The, I mean, the only way to get yeah. attention is to mention the Knicks, right? The I mean, you're on Twitter, obviously, so like you see the Nets daily account. I feel like he tweets more about the Knicks every day than he does the Nets, and it's just kind of weird, you know? <laughs> it's only like, he's he looks at the number. It's the only way he gets clicks. He mentions the Knicks and not the Nets. Yeah, they have an infatuation with the Knicks because the Knicks are number one. Like we said already, it's a Knicks town. It's always going to be a Knicks town. I even think even if the Nets win the title. That's not going to mean shit because it's still going to be a Knicks town. So yeah, I mean, if you go a little bit back to the Nets in, when they were in New Jersey when they made back-to-back NBA Finals, they still had some empty seats. They didn't sell out those games, and as well, like Brooklyn is a little different. But at the end of the day, it's they're the Nets. Yeah, some empty seats will probably be an understatement. But, um, you know, as much as we enjoy, you know, just uh, taking a dump all over the Nets, uh, we kind of do want to uh, keep the train rolling here. And um, aside from Kyrie, you know, the, those can argue he's probably the third uh, third best free agent on the market. So we want kind of want to focus on the top two. Um, so let's start with, you know, 
the guy that's been tied to us pretty much all season. Um, I, I'm just going to ask you flat out, um, gut feeling, where's Kevin Durant playing next season? Well, he's not going to be playing anywhere because he's going to miss all season. All right, well, what team will he be rehabbing with next season? (laughs) (laughs) He's coming to the Knicks. However, I said this this already. If he was smart, if he was smart, I don't think he's that smart. You you (laughs) opt in. You opt in and take that $31 million from Golden State and just rehab for an entire year. So let me That's let me, me let me throw this argument out there. What if he has some endorsements prepared for him in New York because of Rich Kleiman, who is the guy who will make him more money? Because at the end of the day, some NBA players make a lot more money through endorsement deals versus their salary. So I don't think salary is yeah. salary is definitely a big deal. But if it comes to New York and you have Nike ready to give you an, a big sign-up bonus because you're bringing in arguably the biggest you know player in the NBA. Uh, and bring that market into New York because New York doesn't have that right now. Maybe they can get it with R.J. Barrett a little bit, but R.J. Barrett is no Kevin Durant. Uh, maybe, possibly, he has some endorsement deals, and Rich Kleiman, his agent, maybe has some deals going on with the front office of the Knicks, and they might have promised him a thing or two. You never know. That kind of happened with L.A. for, for a little bit with, with one of the agents there. Uh, any any take on that? What do, you, what, do you, what do you think of that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a very good reason to come to New York. And also, did you see those those reports back? Uh, I think a couple months ago that MSG might give him a show. I oh mean, yeah, from, oh, yeah I actually my, forgot about it. Right, right, right. <laughs> I was gonna say for my own TV show, I think I'd come to New York too. And right. he'll kill it because he won't be playing games, so all his focus will be on the MSG show, the KD show. Right. I think um the network yeah, he'll, he... he'll crush it. <laughs> um. I think the network he had invested in, him and Kleiman had invested in overtime. They actually uh, did a MSG takeover and took over the MSG network one day mm-hmm. um, mid-season last year. So I pointed that out to Mo, and we were just kind of raised eyebrows like, "Is this isn't this tampering?" But um, not of... not that we're you know opposed to it, but it seems kind of kind of flagrant. Uh, <laughs> lots of, of lots of big eye emojis went on during that time. Uh, multiple big eye emojis. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Kevin I mean, Durant, go ahead, go ahead, Scooch. Oh no, no. I was so I was no. gonna say so Kevin oh, Durant, your your gut feelings with the Knicks, uh, Nafi, what's your gut feeling? Um, at the risk of jinxing anything, I think I'm gonna stick with the Knicks, but I'm not as confident as I would have been probably like a month ago, cause um, I don't know, this Brooklyn thing is just Absolutely. weird. You know, it's just really weird, and I don't know if like we're all just taking crazy <laughs> pills, but would would any of us be shocked if a uh, KD signs with the the Nets as well. I mean, the way this offseason is going is kind of weird. I mean, it would be the the initial shock, but also just like, damn, it really happened. You know, I thought it was all just trolling. You know, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna stick with the Knicks. Hopefully, you know, fingers <laughs> knock, crossed. Knock you know? on wood, all of that. <laughs> um, but it's yeah. it's also interesting. Um, a lot of a lot of people out there are suggesting that we shouldn't even sign Kevin Durant because of his Achilles injury. It's you know, arguably the worst injury an NBA player can get. He's He's going to hit 30. He's not going to get any younger. And they're suggesting we go for younger younger players and sign them on bigger deals like Julius Randle, maybe even D'Angelo Russell. you have any takes on that? I mean, I think uh, Nafi and I talked about in previous podcasts. We disagree with that. We don't think it's too good of an idea to sign D'Angelo Russell because he's he's – like it looks like he's pretty good, but he made the All Star team because he he was voted in by by the coaches as a result of substituting for Victor Oladipo. But his shooting really isn't that good. He is young, 
but he would be he'd be uh he'd have to sign in as a max which we definitely don't believe is the right number for him Julius Randle we're kind of you know we're, we're more on the line of being okay with him just because he's 24 has pretty good numbers but yeah. are you are you more in favor of are you do you agree with us where you're, you're more in favor of signing Kevin Durant and just having him on the team or going for two maybe even three uh lower cost deals and sign those guys and just keep on developing the team the way it is but with a few more young vets yeah, absolutely. I would definitely love to have him still still on the roster. I mean, I know the next year is going to be just a wash if we sign him. However, I still think that the Knicks are in a good position with the young core they have. I mean, I'm kind of wishy-washy with, when it comes to D'Angelo Russell. I do like Dennis Smith Jr. I think he came on very well at the end of the year Agreed. Uh, right, when he, right. after he got traded. Um, I think he's a very good fit. I would like to ride it out with him. However, I mean, if they get a chance to sign D'Angelo Russell, I'm just like, I'm just up in the air on that. I, I, I really don't know. I mean, he knows the big stage. He knows New York. It seems like he handles it very well. Do I think he's worth max money? No. But, I mean, again, like just like what uh, you guys said, it's weird, man. It's just a weird situation. So, I mean – Personally, I would like to ride it out with the young guys and ride out with Desmond Jr. I think we're just scratching the surface with him. That's just me. Right. And I, and, and I think RJ Barrett's going to be a star. So. Yep, agreed on both fronts. And um, as the resident uh, Dennis Smith aficionado of the Nickish podcast, I've, I brought the, <laughs> I brought this point up to Mo. Just um, if you're going to compare the cost, like, would you want to have D'Angelo on a nearly thirty million dollar contract next season, or you know, Dennis Smith at like, was it four or five million next season? You know. And then, because you know, with Dennis, oh yeah, De- Dennis Smith every time. Exactly, and then there's always th- that third year jump that point guards usually make. You know, I mean, it happens to a lot of players. The third year is key. That third, fourth year. That was D'Angelo's what fourth year? Oh, yeah, he, he still had that jump though. Yeah, pretty um, much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. All right. I mean, I guess um, or since we're here now, I guess we could say um, so let's say uh. We're we're in a situation where we kind of we we do strike out on KD Kawhi and whoever. If you're Scott Perry, um, I'm I'm looking at you, Scooch. Will you put yourself in Perry's shoes right now? What is your contingency plan and how you would proceed with the summer? Because uh, me and Mo have been throwing around scenarios uh, for weeks now, but um, we just kind of want to get your thoughts because it's it seems like I don't want to say it's likely, but you know it might happen. You know, so we just gotta yeah, you know absolutely. mentally prepare ourselves for the. Uh... For the rejection and just the despair that we're gonna get once if if Kevin Durant were to, you know, not want us, not want us back the way we want him. Yeah, obviously I know that you guys have been following me because I've I've been mentally prepared for the Knicks to strike out on everybody for the entire summer. I've been ready. I I I, I thought it was gonna happen, so I've I I've been prepared. So if they, so if they strike out on everybody, I think I'm I I think I'll be okay. However. I would I would probably try to sign Randall. I think he's I think he's still scratching the surface, just like I said with Smith Jr. I think he's he's a good young player. Um, I think he fit very well with the Knicks. Um, and then I would probably just I wouldn't sign like Tobias Harris or like Chris Middleton. I want to stay young, so I want to stick with the young guys. I want to keep trying to get young people, and only if they're if if they're going to sign free agents, anyone. They have to be young. Like I said, I'm not giving Tobias Harris max money um, or Chris Middleton. 
um, ride it, ride it out with uh, Mitchell, Mitchell Robinson, try to get Randall and just, just keep on staying young. This is the first time that the Knicks are young. Right. I don't think we've ever said that ever. So right. it's, it's, it is very nice. And with the young guys. It's nice and refreshing to see like-minded Knicks fans who are on the same page. And we're like, yeah, if we sign off on Kevin Durant, we're not going to just spend the money on a, an aging superstar like Jimmy Butler and just try to get a guy like him. Right. We're not trying to go get the shiny objects. It's, it's about building something sustainable. And I feel like we're in a position for the first time in a while where we've got a young core to actually build with, you know, instead of just trade off for the next, you know, consolation prize that comes by, you know, and, so and we're on the same page on that. This really reflects off of Steve Mills and Scott Perry, I believe, because the, the shiny object that every Knicks fan is saying and not going after it, that's literally a quote from Steve Mills during his opening press conference last year. So definitely the regime this season is definitely one that we fuck with a lot because they're, they're so far they have, they haven't made too many mistakes, knock on wood. Uh, they they have a big test coming up. They have a big test coming up tonight and the rest of the next two weeks. And we we hope that they they keep it up. But definitely we uh you know Nafi and I both we we agree with with your uh, mindset right now. I do have a question yeah, because to like to we also oh, yeah, no, go ahead. My bad. Go ahead. Because we we were in that position numerous times in the past and we just screwed it up. We signed it. We signed old old veterans. Just stupid money. And it didn't work out, so I like where we're at. I think I think we're in a great place. So, yeah, go ahead. Um, no, I was just gonna say, um, but you mentioned just stay young. Um, would you be, um, you know, opposed to just handing out, you know, short one or two year deals to vets that could kind of, you know, help uh, help the young kids, uh, you know, play some winning basketball now, as as opposed to kind of going into the season with just all youth and looking at another tank because I feel like the front office is uh trying to avoid another seventeen win season or anything close to that. So. Would you be opposed to just say bringing in, you know, a guy like the guys that we got linked to yesterday? I think it was uh, Wayne Ellington, George Hill, um, Reggie Bullock, guys like that for short-term deals. Would you would you be opposed to that, or is that something uh, you know that you think could help our young guys? I th- I I think uh, you say Jordan Hill was the one guy connected to. Oh, uh, George George Hill. I don't think Jordan Hill is playing oh, basketball George anymore. Oh, George Hill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> I would definitely, I, I would definitely bring in Hill. I would also bring in um, uh, Randall, in the, even if they want a one-year deal off of him. However, I would not do Boogie Cousins. That's just my personal opinion. I don't know about you guys. He just has a bad attitude, and mm. I like, I don't think he's going to do anything really, and he's injury prone. Right. Now let's. I mean, there is the off chance that he what? I mean, he was a superstar player not even two three years ago but he could he could end up going back to that form if we give him a cheap contract we might see that he has that cal he has that ability still because achilles injuries they they say it takes you about two years to like actually recover and kind of go back to your original basketball form i believe i believe boogie's like 28 years old he's not kevin durant's age who's two years older but then again he has no kevin durant we have to keep in mind he's a superstar player so i think personally I would be down to give him like a ten million dollar contract for a year and maybe a team option and just see how he does. And if he does play like the way he used to back in New Orleans or even Sacramento, I might be down to give him that second year option just to just to keep the options open. Because again, this is Demarcus Cousins. This is the this was a guy who was the second best big man in the NBA after Anthony Davis for for a while. Yeah. 
I'm, but I mean, just after after the injury, he just he, he just really hasn't been the same. I mean, like he couldn't even run up another court in the finals. It just it just looked odd. So yeah, it was I mean, sad, I'd be a little cautious. But yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I'm definitely uh, feel you on that. Just a uh, caution. Your caution should be exercised with a uh, boogie. But um, I do feel like there is value in having a guy like him coming in. Um. You know. You know. Reportedly, there. You know, there are some attitude issues with him, but uh. I think um, a coach like Fizdale, who seems like a player's coach, can kind of, uh, you know, kind of break through to Boogie and just, like, you know, help him get into kind of a mentor role. But um, I do feel like, um, just now considering it, as as you brought it up, there might be a, some some possible chance of, like, an, uh, a cancer situation again where he's kind of pouting and, you know, complaining about not getting playing time. So there's, there's, a, there's definitely some yeah. obvious downside to Boogie, you know? Yeah. Um, so I mean, but, I, I guess, mean, no, go ahead. But I mean, yeah, he is, he is a little cancer. I mean, he, he would bring some good experience. I, I think he could help out Mitchell Robinson. I would rather bring back, uh, DeAndre Jordan because that's mm-hmm. just me because he, it seemed like he really helped out, uh, Mitchell Robinson last season after he came over. So I would maybe try to lean more towards bringing back DeAndre Jordan. But then again, like you said, if, Boogie could come back to his normal form. You know, it's it's worth the risk. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned DeAndre Jordan because I definitely agree. I think he should come back just just to just be on the bench for for Mitchell Robinson. Just from that huge turnaround that he had after the All Star All Star break when he got traded to the Knicks, and Mitch Robinson suddenly just looked like a lottery pick player. Um, I when I saw it today earlier, I I might have I just caught a quick glance. I don't think they he I think he's owed like a twenty seven million dollar contract. That's a team option. They haven't rejected it yet, which is which is interesting. I think they want to keep him there for the Kevin Durant pitch, which could happen because he and Kevin Durant are are boys, and he was, uh, he might be there to try to try to sign Kevin Durant for for their free agency pitch. I don't know. That's just no. I think like a DeAndre quick... is a, a free agent, but we just still have his cap hold. I think that's what it is. Okay, could yeah. be that. Is yeah. restricted or unrestricted? No, he's unrestricted. He's old as hell. So, um, I mean, yeah, I'm, I, I, I definitely, <laughs> uh, I'm definitely a fan of DeAndre, and uh, uh, me and Mo talked about this on our last episode. But him and Mitch had probably the the most adorable broships <laughs> in the one of the most adorable broships I've ever seen in the NBA. This guy just yeah, he looked like a, I don't know. He looked like a dad, and Mitch looked like his son. Right. That like a father son kind of shit. He loved to see it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was a it was a it was a beautiful blossoming re- uh, relationship, and I want to keep that going. Yeah, and I, another reason why I like that Mitchell Robinson. If you go to his very first press conference when he when he got drafted to the Knicks, he was very awkward, but also like he seemed extremely nervous and didn't really want to open up. But then towards the end of the season, dude had his own show, and he was kind of just reporting yeah, he, guys and just messing around and trying to, and just being a clown. And it's it's great to see a young up and coming player finally gain that confidence. And we gotta. We gotta give that credit to DeAndre, definitely. Yeah, big Mitch guy, big big Mitch guy. I think he's gonna be like a an absolute star in like two two three years, just all defense, everything. Definitely, he looks special. And um, if you're a Knicks fan and you're not a big Mitch guy at this point, then you might as well just go root for the Nets because there's no way you can watch him play and just not see what he could be and just like start drooling, you know? Because he's He's a monster in the making. Absolutely, and and again, credit go, has to go to Scott Perry too for finding him and drafting him in the second round before. And the Lakers kind of fucked up by not drafting him, but 
uh, last season, yep. the, the Knicks drafted uh, Kevin Knox, Alonzo, and they, they got undrafted rookie Alonzo, Alonzo Trier, and they drafted Mitchell Robinson. This year, they got they got uh, Iggy, and they got, uh, obviously, R.J. Barrett. You know anything about Iggy? Because we don't know too much about the guy. We just know he's a fairly good scorer, good shooter. We love we love how he we love his confidence, dude. Again, anytime he makes a shot, he's he's in everybody's face about making that three pointer. He got three to the dome. He's I I I love the way he like <laughs> played in college from the view, very few highlights I saw. But do you know do you know anything about Iggy? Brasdikas. I, I mean, think, I, I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce. I it. mean, I I watched him a little bit. I watched him a little bit. Don't know that much about him. Um, I personally think he's uh, Steve Novak 2.0, but like a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I agree. And he's a lefty. I mean, I I think he could. I think he's going to be like the new Steve Novak. He's going to hit some hit some big shots. He's also very aggressive from what I've seen. Um, and the Knicks really don't have that many aggressive players now. So I like the way that he just plays basketball just in general he attacks the rim mm-hmm. so he's definitely when I, the, when I look at him I think of Steve Novak yeah he's definitely the remix of Steve Novak I, I was telling Mo that uh he's he shoots a lot of threes and he talks a lot of shit what's really not to like there you know that, that's a winner <laughs> in my book he could be like he yeah, could be and, what and, we want his if own if he brings yeah. the belt back yep if he yep <laughs> yep, absolutely. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, we man. need to have Novak. Just uh, somebody needs to uh, give him a courtside seat. Iggy needs to do the belt and just point at Novak. Whole garden will go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The mind of Knicks fans. <laughs> <laughs> I need don't... that back. I need that back now. Hundred percent. We need it. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. We we touched on KD. Um. So you know, obviously, the second half of Wojcik's report yesterday, kind of to circle back there, was uh the the probably the arguably the biggest name in the market. You know, given KD's injury is Kawhi. So um, Finals MVP Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, two time Finals MVP, two time championship winner. Winner. Um. So like on a scale of I guess one to ten, uh, t- what what like what do you think is a in terms of the likelihood of getting Kawhi on a scale of one to dead, what do you think it is? Probably like a two. Uh, not I, unfortunately, I, mean, I, I unfortunately I, agree, I have to agree with the unfortunate. I'm, I'm like a two, three. Like, why would he want to come to the Knicks? I mean, I've always said this. Hey, trust me, I would love to have him. But, I mean, he just, he is all about winning. The Knicks currently are not winning. I mean, they do have a young, a good young core in place, but I, I really don't see the, the appeal to the Knicks for him. The Knicks are rebuilding. He doesn't want that. He wants to win now. So, don't yeah. get me wrong. I would love to have him, but definitely. I mean, uh, who knows what his motivations are? He's probably um, the most. Yeah, he's a weird dude. So yeah, hundred percent. Like the thing is, we don't know enough about him to even say he's a weird dude. He's just so closed off. Like. Um, I, I I was listening to another podcast the other day. I think it was Ryan Rosillo of uh, ESPN. He was saying uh, Kawhi is probably the one dude in the league that nobody can really get a grasp on because he doesn't have an inner circle. It's just like him and like two other people, and one of those two people is Uncle Dennis. Uncle Dennis. <laughs> um, so I bring up Uncle Dennis, the famous, infamous Uncle Dennis, because I'm, I'm not sure if you saw, but Brian Windhorst on ESPN about a week ago had said Uncle Dennis and Steve Mills go way back. So I mean, I, oh, okay. my, yeah, I mean my to both of us. yeah, my ears perked up, my eyes were just 
almost rolling in the back of the head. Big eye emoji. Know? Yeah, big eye emoji, big time. Big eye emoji. So, I mean, I guess, you know, I'm probably a little more optimistic than you guys, so I'd probably put it on a 4 out of 10. But, I mean, who knows? Uh, maybe Kawhi, for the same reason we all thought KD would come, is just to kind of resurrect the franchise, you know? I mean, he didn't want to be in Toronto, you know, and he went there won a championship, and um, he could probably just say, okay, my chapter here is done. Now, you know, try to go own his own legacy because, I mean, if he, if he wants to be a legend and he's, his legend is already pretty, like, stacking up pretty nicely, um, if he wants to kind of put a bow on that legacy, what better way to, than to come to the Knicks and, you know, bring us back to relevance, you know? I mean, that's just me being optimistic, but uh, generally I feel like it will be, like, uh, not not as likely, you know? Yeah, I feel that. So who's... I mean, but if, but if he comes, but if he comes and he wins... Dude, he'll get a statue right in front of Madison Square Garden. I'll throw all my J's out, get some new balances, get the new get the new ends up in here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, 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 yeah, I'll sleep at night. I'll, I'll sleep at night staring at my, at my ends. I'm gonna go to sleep with them, put on my bedside, throw out that teddy bear, get the shoe, get him blue and orange yeah. with Kawhi's. Do we know a place that sells fake cornrows? Because <laughs> I might do a, a large shipment. <laughs> I'll get them tattooed on my head. Yeah. Yeah. Get some super glue and just ride the wave for Kawhi. I'm saying, but you know, <laughs> one could dream, right? But uh, I do think it was interesting that uh, we do we are getting a meeting with Kawhi and KD. So it's now. A, what's interesting is that Stephen A. Smith the other day said that's actually not. It might not even be an in-person interview. It might end up being a phone interview because he's in L.A. right now. And I don't think we we might not have gotten an in-person interview. I'm not positive on that. Yeah, but then I also saw Ian Bagley saying once uh, the Knicks finish their meeting with KD in New York, they're flying to LA for meetings anyway. So and that's and now we go back to the idea of mixed contradictory reports from on, on all ends. So I don't even know. Yeah, it's just all on. chaotic. I don't know what's who to believe and what. Just got to go with track record. I mean, like Scooch. So I mean, do you have a method that are madness? Is there, I guess, a certain list of guys you would say in terms of the reporters you focus on in terms of uh, you know credibility, or is it all just you know noise now at this point? I mean, it's pretty much all noise, in 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 my opinion. But I think I think Bagley's, um, Ian, yeah, Ian Ian Bagley's like the the best. Bondy, Stephen Bondy is a clown. Uh, no, not anymore. <laughs> yeah, he's a clown. That, I I think I did an article the one time about how bad he contradicted himself in like less than twenty four hours. Like he was like <laughs> he was he was like talking about he was talking about one thing and then he's like, oh wait, no. No, this is what actually happened. That he like said something else again. I was just like, dude, what are you talking about? You just contradicted yourself like like six times. Mm-hmm. But I think Bagley's real good. I, I'm I'm a, I'm real glad that uh, SNY was able to scoop him up after uh, ESPN let him go. Definitely. Yeah. Speaking of contradictory, we got I mean, Stephen A. Smith right now is the epitome of contradictory. Doing from ninety five percent to the oh Knicks my god to, to he's going to Brooklyn <laughs> to. You know, like I, um, man, Stephen A. Smith was was great. He always has those hot takes. He's very entertaining to watch. But now he's become pretty much tabloid right now. Him and Max Kellerman both are just basically tabloid. All there. If you, if you go on YouTube right now, click first take. Everything was just like one quick quote that they said they put in caps with a big up with an exclamation point. It's all it's all like just tabloid right now, and it's it's sad yeah. to see. I can't believe him. I mean, he's. I I, I thought he was a. I mean, he he's he's a passionate Knicks fan, and I've wrote numerous articles saying how he's like one of the worst Knicks fans of all time. But <laughs> like, it's just like it. It's painful to watch. It's I I I just think it's all an act. 
It really but, like, is. I just, I just don't, I don't, I just don't like what I'm seeing. Like he, like he's, he's never optimistic. He's always pessimistic. The Knicks have a good young core in place already, but that's not good enough for him. I mean, like, dude, come on, like, just like stop your bitching and whining. <laughs> I mean, you're making and like, you're making ten million dollars a year. Settle down. Right. The thing is, like, we all know it's an act, but like, that's how good the act is. It'll get good under your skin anyway. Like, that's why I'm so frustrated at myself. Um, like, I shouldn't be feeling this way off of Stephen A. Smith, but I am, because he's just such a good troll. <laughs> you and me both, man. <laughs> but um, enough about, you know, clown reporters. So I guess... Um, let's get back to Kwan for a second. Yes, yeah, that's we, exactly what I want to round it to. So let's, let's figure this out right now. Whose jersey is Kawhi going to be wearing come next season? I mean, it's got to be Clippers, right? Okay. Um, what's your reasoning? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm a I'm really into where the people are buying houses. Reports. I know okay. that's real stupid. No, no, that's <laughs> actually get a bit enough very of that valid. Stuff. <laughs> I cannot get enough of that stuff. And when when he bought when he's trying to buy a house in L.A., mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm just like, damn. I mean, he's he's not looking for housing in New York. So it's either it's either some, it's either one of the teams in LA, or he's just gonna resign with Toronto. Yeah, but Uncle Dennis has a home in Jersey, close to New York, so he can bunk with him for a little bit. He has a race car bed and all that, you know. Why not? Commute to MSG. Um. So, uh, so you see, you have him going out west, but um, I guess you're not giving any kind of credibility to the the Lakers momentum that's been happening in the last few days. So you don't see Kawhi in the so Lakers. Either one of the Lakers team, uh, either one of the LA teams. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be one of the LA teams. Oh, okay. I mean, right. just just from them tr- trading trading away everybody. Literally, I mean, they have three people on the roster now. So I mean, they're gonna they're gonna try for him. So, but I mean, he's from he's from like California. So I think he's. He just wants to go back home yeah. to his robot city. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think I think my personal take would be him going to the Clippers for sure. I don't think he's I don't think he'd be down to be LeBron's like number two or his sidekick. But uh, I think I think ultimately he's gonna the Clippers are gonna try to get a second max player with him, possibly Jimmy Butler. And then what's gonna end up happening is Kawhi is gonna try to go for that third championship on a third team, which I don't believe has been done. Maybe maybe uh, Kareem or, or Wilt has done it, but nah, I, I, I personally don't know any player who's gotten three titles on three different teams. And Kawhi Leonard, if he if he and Jimmy Butler go to the Clippers and they keep that core and Doc Rivers is there, they they have a legitimate shot if that happens. And I don't know. Again, nobody knows what goes through Kawhi's mind, but maybe that's what's going through his mind. He's just he's just championship mode, and the Clippers are there for the taking. And I, again, I don't think he wants to be LeBron's like sidekick because. He, everybody knows, even himself, even though he was the best player in the NBA last season, especially during the playoffs, uh, uh, no disrespect to Giannis uh, overall, um, he would be, he wouldn't want to be a sidekick or his number two. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, and LeBron's just tough to play with anyway these days. So, I mean, Kawhi seems like he's like a leader. And if he, if he goes to the Lakers, he's not going to be the guy there. So if anywhere, probably the Clippers. So I do agree with you there. Yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of thrown off by all this Lakers momentum recently. It's just coming out of nowhere. So it could all just be bullshit, but I don't know. It's just tough to know at this point. And 
I do feel you on just uh, from the outside looking in. I don't think Kawhi would enjoy playing with LeBron. Just I feel like just maybe by the third time he sees LeBron not doing a thing on defense or not getting back or not running back or just letting his man blow by him, I think that's when Kawhi is going to have regrets. So I think he's well aware of that. Unless LeBron magically decides to start playing defense again at the age of 35, who knows? Or or when he sees him drinking wine on uh, on the on the bench when he's injured. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, um, do, do you think that this at this point he's uh, long gone from Toronto though? Because uh, I, I do kind of, me personally, I think there is a chance he might just re up with them on a short term deal. Um, a lot of their big contracts over there expire next summer, so maybe he could uh, go back, you know, one last run, defend his title with Toronto, and just uh, hit the market again next year uh, once the rest of their core kind of hits the market as well. Well, actually, it's a good point to make. If he goes on a short-term deal and it ends up being that it, he'd be, he'd be, he'd be a, he becomes a 10-year veteran, he could sign a Supermax of $250 million, mm-hmm. uh, which is something that he could keep in mind. So. He's in it for the if he's in it for the money, but also a chance for a championship. That 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 is a very actually a very good possibility. Yeah. So I mean, in terms of percentages, what percentage do, do you give him in terms of uh, staying in Toronto? I I would say fifty fifty. I mean, they have a they have a good team in place. I mean, like Andrew just won the championship, so why wouldn't you want to stay? Yeah. Maybe he just doesn't like Canada. Who knows? You know. So, all right, so Scooch, we're gonna we're gonna start wrapping this up because we we have six hours left to go before this all starts. So we've talked about KD. You believe he's gonna go to the Knicks? You talked about Kawhi. You believe he's gonna go to the Clippers or Toronto? You gotta pick one. If you had to choose one, final answer. Uh, I think I think he stays in. I think he stays in Toronto. Then. Cool. Gun to my head, I think he stays in Toronto. What do you think? Yeah, Toronto. Okay, I'll. I, I think he's going to stay in Toronto also. Um, uh, Kyrie Irving, all three of us, I believe, would agree on the Nets. Yeah. Okay. Uh, rapid fire. Kemba Walker is going to go to Boston. I believe we all agree with that. Jimmy Butler. Gun to the head. He's another weird dude. We've been talking about a lot of Yo. weird dudes. Uh, <laughs> um, can, can you really see him? In in Houston, I mean, I can't. I mean, nope. I think he, I think he's decent, and I think he's decent in in Philly, even though I don't like the Sixers. But I mean, you're a Pittsburgh guy. You know what? <laughs> you you know what? I'm gonna go Houston, and that and that's just gonna blow up. <laughs> oh man, I I hope he doesn't, because that would be bad for Houston. Be, uh, They're just gonna implode. That's the NBA's best like reality show. You get those those three guys. Jimmy, Harden, and CB3. Like, I'm pretty sure one of them is going to kill the other by, like, November of next season. <laughs> All right, so final... I would watch that show. So your final choice is Houston. Nafi, what's your final choice um, for Jane Butler? I guess reading the tea leaves, the later supports seem like Miami might be uh, an option. And uh, Jimmy seems open to going to Miami. Um, His boy D-Wade just got a great, you know, send-off in Miami. Um, if I mean Miami has some terrible contracts on the books, but you know Pat Riley, it's been years since 2010. But I'm not gonna doubt that man if he can make one final splash and get Jimmy. So uh, it might probably has maybe a one percent chance of happening. But I, my gut feeling is he goes to Miami. All right, my gut feeling is Philly. Uh, Tobias Harris, and we'll say that's gonna be the last one. And actually, Al Horford, I want to talk about Al Horford real quick. So let's do Tobias Harris real quick. Scooch, who you got? 
You say Tobias Harris? Yep. Um, I think he's going to net too. All those all those early reports that said that they have mutual interest and that and that they're really engaged. I think I think he goes to the Nets. Interesting. Hmm. What about you? I think just given everything that Philly gave up for Tobias, because you could argue they gave up more for Tobias than they did for Jimmy, if you include all the picks. Yeah. And you know him being yeah, younger, true. you know, better shooter than Jimmy. I think maybe they keep him, uh, just because I feel like he's a, you know, without Jimmy there, if he fits into that third option role. You know, I think I think they'll pay Tobias. I think Philly Philly is the guy for uh, Tobias or the, the team for Tobias. Yeah, I agree. They were one shot yeah. away from from game from the uh, Eastern Conference Finals or yeah, Eastern Conference Finals or NBA Finals. Who Eastern Conference Finals? Eastern Conference Finals. Thank you. <laughs> uh, gotta mix up for a second. Yeah, but yeah, free they turn your brain into mush. Uh-huh. Happens. <laughs> they had a, they had an excellent <laughs> team and they just they just missed it because Kawhi did Kawhi things. All right, so last one, Al Horford, who. Just who opted out of the Boston contract. Excellent player. He's going to command a pretty high contract, even though he's a little on the older side. So uh, let's start with let's start with Mafia this time. Who you got? Al Horford. Yep. Um, it seemed like the Pelicans for a little bit because I saw he followed uh, Drew Holiday and Zion on Instagram, and given <laughs> <laughs> and just given the day and age we're in, that's that's breaking news in itself. Yep. <laughs> And why it might be a smokescreen, so you know, free agency turns your brain into mush, like I said. All, like, but um, I don't know, Al Horford. Um, the 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 rumor was that's like he, me with the houses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we turn into crazy people, just uh, straight up stalkers and paranoid <laughs> schizophrenics during free agency. It's it's a lovely time for basketball fans everywhere. But <laughs> um, with Al Horford, I guess the word was he had a four year, hundred million dollar deal lined up with somebody. Um. I don't know. That feels like wasn't wasn't the Mavericks? Yeah, I think I was gonna say the, Mavericks. the Mavs were the early team, right? I think I'll go back with that because like once that kind of smoke cleared a little bit, it just seemed kind of sus. The Mavs just were completely out on Horford. I think it's gonna be like a surprise thing tomorrow. Oh, he's 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 with the Mavericks, just like we all reported initially. So yeah, I could see him going to the Mavericks. What about you, Scooch? Yeah, Mavericks too. Because I mean, they traded away DeAndre Jordan to the Knicks, so so they technically need a big guy. So mm-hmm. yep. they're gonna throw stupid money at old old Al Horford. I swear, I was gonna say Dallas too, because <laughs> no. uh-huh. they they got they got that core. They might go for a point guard if they don't find. It doesn't look like they'll get one because Kemba Walker is gone. He's gonna go to Boston. Kyrie's not gonna come. Uh, maybe they'll get Terry Rozier if they don't get and they might get Terry Rozier on a smaller contract. They might be able to shift some money. If they get Terry Rozier and Al Horford and they got Luca and KP over there, that's a great. That's a great lineup, but you know how they are. They got they got Luca. They got KP. They're trying to make a playoff run. They're gonna to try to go for um, they're gonna to try to go for uh, Al Horford. Speaking of speaking of Terry Rozier, uh, would you want him on the Knicks? Do you want to answer that me, first, Mo? <laughs> me personally, no, because I I don't like what he did a month ago when when Boston was out. He kind of just. Shot on his own team, and that's not that's not the kind of attitude we need. He's a he's a good <laughs> he's a good player. Don't get me wrong, but he's not good enough for me to overlook that. Uh, if he's gonna bring that shit to to New York, Demarcus Cousins, when he has a nasty attitude, is usually towards the opposite team or the refs for the most part. But Terry Rozier, what he did not even a month or two ago, I I didn't like. And if he does that in New York, uh, I I wouldn't be surprised. So I I would rather just avoid the whole thing altogether. He's not good enough for me to kind of just condone that. Really? I mean, yeah, I would agree. 
I guess I'm on an island because uh, I think that just endeared him to my heart even more. Like, hey, if you're a player and you shit on Boston, even if you play for him, you're good in my book. You know, simple, simple as that. You, know? you didn't shit on Boston, you shot on his team. No, I thought it was just more so just like the role he was in and like, you know, it was like indirect shots at like, you know, Danny Ainge and Brad Stevens, you know? Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the role he was in. He's like I could be a number one guy. Yeah, and then he sees like Gordon Hayward just like dribble the ball off his foot every game, you know, pit the whole team pretending like he's still a star. Like I'll we be got, pissed off too, you know. We got Dennis Smith Jr. though, so what's he what's Terry Rozier gonna do? I mean you could play them both together. Exactly. I would Nah. No, I mean we got, Terry we got Trier. Mm-hmm. We got Trier, he'll play the two. We got RJ Barry, he'll that's play my, the three. That's my guy. Yeah, everybody. Yo, I so so. I don't. Want, I don't want to hear no Terry Rozier saying nah, no Trier playing no ball. I want. I want to start. Nope, I don't want. Yeah, hear but that. The, this goes to my point too. It's like Brad Stevens is a dork and Fizdale is not. So I feel like he'll break through Terry Rozier easier than Stevens ever did. You know, I feel like we saw what Fizdale did with like Moutier, who's like a fu- almost a lost cause. So I mean, Rozier has proven more than Moutier at this point, especially in the playoffs. So. Uh, I'd love to see what Fizzell could do with them, but only really on like a short-term deal, like one or two years. And you know, he could be, he could, he could start with Dennis. You could play him behind Dennis. Oh, let's not forget we got Frank. Yeah, but Frank at this point, just like how the organization used him last year, I don't think they see him as a point guard, bro. Like I think. Um, I'm saying he'll play the two. If you're gonna play Dennis Smith and Terry Rozier at the same time, Rozier will probably play the two as the better shooter. Yeah, but we also gotta kind of. I mean, and Scooch, I don't know if you agree with me or not, but just, like, with young teams, like, yeah, there's a lot of hopes, hopes with them, but it's, like, every year, you know, the cream rises to the top. So, like, as much as we love, like, our young core, but realistically, maybe only a couple of them will really shine at one point, you know? So it's good. Like, it goes to my point. Like, you got to have winning vets there. So I'm not opposed to Rozier yeah, in that matter, you know? So because like, as much as hope yeah. we put into Rozier and Zoe, like, there's, there's a chance, you know, Iso Zoe could take a step back. Um, Frank could continue to just be one of the worst offensive players in the league, you know, as as harsh as that is to say. <laughs> love the kid, but, man, I don't know. I mean, it's not like we're going to give Rozier, like, a five, four-year max, like, given everything that's come out about our organization, you know, short-term, one- or two-year deal. I wouldn't be mad at that, you know? Yeah, I think I think Perry – Perry's smart. I don't think Perry's going to pull like an Isaiah Thomas or like a Phil Jackson. Oh, God forbid. Yeah. I, I want to speak too soon on it. Uh, we never know, but God forbid. I don't see it happening, but knock on all wood. You, that, can't, you can't take your chances. Yeah. <laughs> as good as Perry seems, the X factor is always Dolan. He hasn't meddled since he got rid of Phil, um, but he could, at, at a drop of a dime, just throw a tantrum and be like, nah, Perry, you got to go get me a big name. You know? You're fired. Exactly. So, I mean... Hopefully that doesn't happen, but yeah, you, know, you never know with Dolan, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. yeah. All right, well, Scooch, thank you so much for coming on to the show. So, if listeners want to, you know, learn a little bit more about you or Empire, where should they follow you? Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at uh, Empire Sports NYK. Uh, that's where our uh, uh, Empire Twitter page is, and then uh, we have the link there for our for our website on the main page uh you know we're cracking jokes all the time we're praying for our knicks and we also have some uh, pretty good content too tweet, i tweet out all the articles that we write awesome and yeah you guys are doing a great job with empire man we definitely appreciate as knicks fans we appreciate all the stuff that you guys are doing uh we look forward to the articles that you and alex are gonna write um uh so you know anything you want to say um just uh Thanks for giving us the time. You know, it's a it's a hectic time for everybody, particularly in the NBA podcasting realm. So we appreciate you just uh, 
coming and giving some uh, small time fellas like us uh, some time, you know, and uh, to obviously chop it up about the Knicks, you know, always appreciated. Yeah, man, this was fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, whenever you guys want to have me on again, you know, I love to come up here and just have a good time and chop it up with you guys. Yeah, we'd definitely be interested in that. You know, this is this is a good time. Awesome. awesome. Thanks, guys. Yep. So, good luck to you. Uh, good luck to all of us. Uh, at the end of the day, shit might go down. Shit might change. Hopefully, by the time I release this podcast, a lot of things will. Uh, well, there will be a lot of changes going on. So. Hopefully they're all good stuff. So good luck to all of us. Uh, we're gonna have a lot of shit to talk about next time. Uh, so you know, thank you for coming on to to our show this Sunday morning. Uh, and you know, good luck to to you guys and what you're doing, at Empire. So you know, until next time, Scooch. Uh, we'll talk to you later, man. Take it easy, man. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, good luck to all you guys and everything you do too with this podcast. I'll see you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys.